0: Who said that children can't change the world? This is Teenage Tech Stories, the podcast where today's teens talk about their incredible technological achievements. From developing groundbreaking algorithms to innovating in healthcare, or even leading their own nonprofit organizations, these young entrepreneurs are proof that it's never too early to start making the world a better place. and welcome to the second episode of Teenage Tech Stories. My name is Beatriz Valero, and joining me for this edition is Emma Yang. This 12th grader is the founder of Timeless, a mobile app that helps Alzheimer's patients stay engaged and connected to their loved ones. Emma is also a three-time Carnegie Hall performer, MIT solver, and TEDx speaker. The first thing I asked Emma was to introduce herself.
1: Sure. So my name is Emmy Yang. I'm 17 years old. I am currently in New York City. I've been here for the last seven years now, but I'm originally from Hong Kong. I'm really passionate about computer science and especially the ability for technology to spread social good and, you know, making technology more equitable and more accessible as well. I'm the founder of Timeless, uh, which is a startup that seeks to empower Alzheimer's patients uh, using technology and AI-based technology. The way Timeless works is that uh, it's an app that uses facial recognition to help Alzheimer's patients, their caregivers, their loved ones to stay engaged and connected with each other and to help the patient recognize family members, uh, and to refresh their memory while staying, you know, engaged with their loved ones. Outside of that, I really love history. I love languages. Uh, and I really love food, especially the food I grew up with. So that is me.
2: Great. And what first inspired you to create or uh, How did you get started? I was
1: inspired initially to create Timeless by my experience with my grandmother. So when I was growing up in Hong Kong, I spent a lot of time with her. She would take me out you know, to get food, she would take care of me after school. Uh, and when I was around seven or eight years old, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, and so it's made it you know, a lot harder for us to communicate, for me to you know, talk to her on a regular basis, especially since we, we are you know, now living in New York and we're so far away. And I really wanted to take everything that my family had been using to help her cope and put that together into an app. Because, you know, we think of technology being, as being such something that's you know, touches so many parts of our lives, right? Um, there's, you know, there's an app for that, and well that slogan. But then, you know, a lot of people, especially the elderly, they're still really underserved by technology. They're, you know, I was looking at the app store and my family's looking around for ways that we could help my grandmother. We really found no technological tools that was developed for Alzheimer's patients. And so I wanted to take everything that you know, my family had already been using. So for example, a whiteboard that we wrote for her, her address, her phone numbers, doctor's appointments, the date, the time, things like that in her living room, um, you know, an iPad that we used to send her photos. I wanted to kind of consolidate all that. and put it into an app that could really help her connect it with us and for us to you know, keep her posted on you know, what, what was going on in our lives. That's amazing. And so how does it work? Yeah, so we have something called a timeless circle. So a timeless circle involves patient, a caregiver, and a loved one, a family you know a family and friends who can join timeless. It's very caregiver driven, which is modeled after you know my family, my caregiver who you know helps to show my grandmother photos and update her whiteboard. And for a lot of families that we got feedback from, you know, we wanted to make sure that it was a caregiver driven experience. And so the caregiver uh, and the patient join timeless, they can then invite family and friends. And so these loved ones can now send photos to the patient and a facial recognition technology will tag all the faces in those photos with their names. So, for example, you send a picture of me. It'll say, this is Emma, your granddaughter. Uh, and so when the patient is scrolling through the timeless, they can, you know, not only see like, Oh, Emma, you know, went out to the beach today, but that also that, oh, this is Emma and I can remember her face and recognize her. We also have, um, other. You know, things that you know other of tools such as you know reminding um, the patient of events showing them you know this a picture of phone book so they don't have to remember any phone numbers they can just call or text really easily and you know all these different things that you know incorporated you know what is you know how do we empower Alzheimer's patients to have some control and to you know be able to stay up to date so things like weather and doctor's appointments and you know staying in touch with family and friends uh, that makes it really easy for them to do that
2: That's great. And so did your grandma get to use it or what's the feedback that you've received?
1: Yeah, my grandmother is definitely using Timeless. We use it to send her photos all the time. And we've also gotten you a really overwhelming feedback on online. So even before Timeless was launched, we were getting uh, Facebook comments and Twitter comments all the time about how. This is something that I wish I could have used for the family member that I uh, have Alzheimer's. So this is something I know someone who could really benefit from this, and it's all been really inspiring to see that kind of feedback uh, and to see how much you know people. This is something that's connected with people, and you know something that they also recognize a need for something like timeless, and they're in their own lives. Since we've launched, we've been getting a lot of feedback. through, you know, I you know help to maintain the app and you know help to answer uh, questions over email and getting feedback that way of looking at, well, how are people interacting with Timeless and what can we do better? You know, things like onboarding patients, that's something that we enhanced based on user feedback, seeing that sometimes it was confusing before to see, you know, we have to register a caregiver and then a patient on a different device. That's something that we wanted to make even clearer. So we're constantly looking at things to enhance and, you know, make sure that things are as easy to use as possible.
2: That's great, and it sounds like you're really changing people's lives. Can you tell me a bit about the process of building the app? What was the most challenging thing for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, Timeless was actually one of the first apps that I built ever from the ground up. I mean, I've been very passionate about coding since I was uh, at quite a young age. I started coding when I was around six years old with a a tool called Scratch, which was designed by MIT to teach kids about coding. It's like a drag and drop, and it's very animation-based and games. Um, but when I was around ten or eleven years old, that's when I learned how to create apps for the iPhone and iPad for iOS. Um, and that's when I wanted to, you know, create something of my own. And timeless sort of tied into that. It was the first time that I really created something that was based on entirely my own idea. And so, you know, one of the biggest challenges really was for thinking not only about like, well, how do I create an app that I could maybe use on my phone, but how do we create something that is scalable? Something that if I could give it to someone who I've never met who downloaded it from the app store, you know, how are they going to be able to use this as easily as possible? Uh, and that's why, you know, when I first started building Timeless, I really wanted to make sure I had, you know, a team of supporters and advisors who helped me. So I, um, you know, actually cold emailed a lot of like CTOs and developers and UI UX designers. And a lot of them didn't reply, but the ones who did are a really integral part of the team today. And uh, have been really supporting me and helping to guide me in this process a lot. So I think, you know, the most challenging thing was, Sort of balancing that and jumping from, um, you know, building something for my own family, and then thinking about, you know, well, how do I bring this to families around the world? How do I make this easy to understand and intuitive to people who are just downloading this for the first time?
0: Find us at Tech for Good on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and on Twitter at tech for good underscore
2: No, that's amazing. And on that note. I was wondering if you've ever felt overlooked because of your age or anything else, or if you feel well received.
1: I think you know I've seen you know, so much you know, positive feedback and support from you know around the world, and it's been a really mo- motivating process. But I think that as an entrepreneur, you already receive so much. Yes, you know, there are so many you know, roadblocks often and challenges, right? Especially when it comes to getting funding, you know, convincing someone that they should give you money to expand your idea. And that was even more challenging for me as a young person, a young girl who I uh, was, you know, was an entrepreneur and is trying to push my idea and persuade people that not only am I really serious about creating timeless, but I also would like the funds and need the funds to actually bring timeless to people around the world. And so I think that, you know, my age definitely made things uh, a challenge. At times, but I think it's also you know one of the things that perhaps gives me sort of it's what what's unique about me as a founder, right? Mm-hmm. That I think young people have this you know optimism of you know what is possible rather than what might not be possible, and I think that was what really has driven me to keep on persevering through all these challenges and through creating timeless.
2: Yeah, definitely. And obviously, you've received a lot of attention, a lot of awards. I read that you were the winner of the MIT Soul Brain Health Challenge. So that's really amazing. I was wondering, what does this recognition mean to you?
1: Yeah, it definitely means a lot, a, really a lot, for me to have you know been recognized in this way. Especially you know with you know receiving funding through these competitions that I participated in. You know, I meet so many amazing founders at each of these events, and it's really an honor to you know be recognized as someone who. You know, is just as legitimate as an entrepreneur as them and whose idea is recognized by other people as being significant and one that, you know, we have to you know, expand on and, you know, to help people around the world. And so I think that it was really a vote of confidence to, to really get these awards and to be able to take the funding and really push timeless out. Um, because that, you know, that funding was what, what allowed me to take timeless to where it is today and to put it out on the app store and create what's out there right now.
2: Yes, definitely. And you also won first place in the US on the Technovation Challenge. So I you could tell me a bit about that experience. Like I hear you're very passionate about like women, in STEM, and motivating girls to code.
1: Yeah. So Technovation actually precedes Timeless. That was from, um, when I was actually 10 years old. I had just moved to the US. And I found a Technovation challenge, which is this technology entrepreneurship competition for girls. And what you do is that they have you develop a prototype, a working prototype for a mobile app, and then to, uh, to develop a business plan behind that. And I think that Technovation was a really, really amazing experience. It was so inspiring to see all of these different girls from around the world all solving problems in their communities, uh, using technology and using mobile apps. And then all of us learning together how to develop business plans and how to uh, what's your target audience? How to do market research? How you, you know, actually create something that is viable that you could put out there, um, as, you know, running business that's behind an app. Um, and so I think that was really my sort of my springboard into, you know, the skills that I brought into Timeless, seeing an idea or seeing a problem that I, at your first middle school as summer camp for girls. Um, the opportunity project was sort of my, one of my first projects. I participated with a a tool that visualized summer uh, lunch sites, free summer lunch sites in the US. And, you know, that was when I was first learning how to code in the Wolfram language, which is the language that Wolfram research develops and doing more sort of data Mm -hmm. science and really interacting with, you know, real world data in that way. And so, you know, I've learned so much from, you know, doing projects like these. And I love doing these little research projects on the side, learning more about machine learning and AI and neural networks. That's what I've also been doing over the course of high school outside of Timeless. And I'm really hoping to continue that in the future.
2: Yeah, sounds amazing. And obviously, as you said, you're doing a lot of mentorship. What is the one thing that you would like young people to know?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, I would say, you know, even though it seems that it's so hard to get started, especially with STEM, I would say, you know, just get started, just persevere. You know, it's very, it may seem you know daunting to learn something like, you know programming for the first time or engineering or the sciences but I think that you know for me at least it's been a really rewarding experience you meet a lot of amazing people along the way and I think that you know just perseverance will kind of turn it into something that is really amazing really fascinating to learn about
2: amazing and just looking towards the future kind of what are you excited about what do you want to do in the next few years
1: yeah so I'm gonna be starting in college this fall, and I'm hoping to study computer science and also delve into math and economics and maybe uh you know neuroscience. I'm interested in a lot of different things. I hope to continue okay. working on uh, timeless as well and continuing to maintain that and you know potentially expand it you know in the past few years we've been doing. Ah, uh, translating timeless into more languages, and I hope to do that more in the next few years to make it more accessible globally. And you know, I just I'm really excited to you know deepen my interest in my you know in the things that I'm really passionate about. And uh, so I'm very really excited to do you know more research, do more entrepreneurship, and, and keep working on timeless as well.
2: That's great. I'm really excited to see where you go from here. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Teenage Tech Stories. Like, review, subscribe, or visit us at techforgood.net to read more about today's guest and other incredible people who are using technology to make the world a better place.